Hey everybody, it's the Zift Podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for the AFC and NFC West preview. We talked about those teams, uh, what we thought their win totals would be, and some fantasy stuff. We also did another NFL Wordle, so stay tuned for that at the end to see if I keep the streak alive. Enjoy. Welcome to the SIFT podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for the AFC West and NFC West preview for the 2022-2023 NFL season. We are wrapping up our previews this week and then next week we got to kind of decide what we're going to do. If we're going to do a show before the Thursday night game or how we're going to work that out. But we'll we'll figure that out. And uh, with with me today, I'm going to bring in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? I am doing pretty good, Professor. I am the mayor. You can find me at 49Gators on Twitter. Uh, we also finally have our Facebook page up and running. It is anything NFL powered by this SIFT podcast. Uh, kind of give us a peek there. You'll see some unique content to that page, unspecific to the podcast. Uh, and next week, I do believe we have to do our super prediction show. On yes. where we are going to predict every every winner of every conference, and we give away who we feel is going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, croutons may or may not be involved in some of those bets. Yeah, um, I am doing pretty good. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm very good. I'm glad it's the weekend. This was a long week for me. We had some testing at my work, so um, <clears throat> never a fun time for anyone when you have to do testing. Um, I would rather do testing myself than administer tests. That's how bad administering tests is. Um, But we got through it. We're here. It's the weekend. um, And we're going to talk AFC West first. Um, And then I I assume that uh, after we talk the divisions, we'll be doing another NFL Wordle. We will. um, I do have a little bit of bookkeeping to keep up on previous records from previous shows. If you want to get those caught up now. Yeah, let's do that first. Okay, so I appear to be missing the entire AFC East from okay. your predictions. All right. And a couple from a couple random ones. All right, that's fine. We'll start with the AFC East. I said the Jets were going to go 7-10. and 10. Wow, what were you thinking? <laughs> and then the one that really angered uh, Mrs. Mayor, I had the, uh, the Dolphins going 4-13. and 13. Okay. I had the Patriots at 11 and 6. Okay. And then I had the Bills going 15 and 2. Wow, that's pretty outstanding record for Buffalo. How about the New York Football Giants? Okay. The Giants. I have the Giants going 6 and 11. 6 and 11. Excellent. And how about the lonely Atlanta Falcons? The Atlanta Falcons I had going four and thirteen. Okay, so we are all caught up on those. Thank you for that. No problem. Um, I actually agree with most of those except for Miami and Buffalo. Uh, we were pretty close on all of those guesses. Yeah, uh, we're not too far off on a on on very many of them, but we'll see how it goes this week. We're going to jump right into the AFC West. 
The AFC West plays against the AFC South and the NFC West this uh, this year. So um, the AFC South um, might not be very good. The Titans might have gotten a little bit worse. Um, the Colts might have got a little bit better. Uh, Jaguars, you know, who knows? Uh, they're still the Jaguars. Uh, I don't see a lot of uh, upward movement yet, but uh, who knows? And then the Texans, not really probably going to surprise anyone if they have a losing record this year. So the AFC South, not a tough division, I don't think, to play. But the NFC West, uh, the Niners, you know, we're going get, to get to them, you know, obviously in the show. But, um, you know, they got a new quarterback and they still have a lot of talent there. I think they're going to be good. Um, Seattle, though, probably not going to be as good. And the Broncos probably going to, or sorry, not the Broncos, the, uh, what was the other team I was going to mention in the West? The, the Rams. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals. So the, the, the Cardinals, um, okay, I, I'm going to get to this when we get to the Cardinals, but uh, I don't expect them to be as good as they were last year. If you recall, this is one of those things that's easy to forget. They were, they started off 7-0 and last year. Um, and the ended ended the season poorly. All right, let's go jump right into the Broncos. Um, so the Broncos, their outside games are versus New York Jets at Carolina and at Baltimore, benefiting from a bad season last year. Now having Russell Wilson at quarterback, I think they're going to be pretty good. But um, I'm going to go with a mediocre record for them. I think they're going to be eight and nine. I think it's just going to be an up and down season. Yeah, I, I hear you there. It's like John Elway is trying to get the um, Broncos to win another Super Bowl on another aging quarterback. Um, Russell Wilson would definitely no doubt helicopter himself into the end zone if it meant winning a football game. Uh, but with the supporting cast he has, I think it's going to be a bad season for the Denver Broncos at 4-13. and Wow, you got them way down at 4-13. and All right, so I've got them 8-9. and nine. You've got them 4-13. and 13. Uh, their expected win total in Las Vegas is plus or minus 10 and a half. Wow. I will bet the under for sure. And we'll talk about this at the end of which ones you like the best. But right now that looks like a pretty strong candidate for you. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the Chargers. The L.A. Chargers, their outside games are at Cleveland, uh, at Atlanta and and versus Miami. Um, you know, they... They have a somewhat difficult schedule, but again, playing the AFC South might be an advantage for some of these teams this year and might bump the record up a little bit. I've got them going 11 and six. Wow. You know, I, I um, kind of see that 11 and six as well. Um, Justin Herbert really didn't have a sophomore slump. He um, got better, played two more games, had a few more interceptions, but that's to be expected. I think if he can tame those down a little bit, you know, looking at the first half of their season, if they beat Kansas City in week two, they could possibly start 8-0 going into week 10 with San Francisco and Kansas City ahead of them. Um, I think this team's going to rack up a lot of wins early, but 11-6 and six looks quite possible for me. You know, what's funny is I start going down the list, and we get to this far into the previews, and a lot of these games is already, have already been decided because we picked, you know, for the other teams. So I actually had them have them going 6-0. and um, possibly going seven and zero with the game against Seattle. So, um, you know, is that going to happen? But it's, it's interesting that we see the same thing. They get Atlanta after the bye, 
And so that first part of the schedule, like you said, if they beat KC, that could be a, a very, very, very strong start. Do you have any guess as to what their win total is in Vegas? 11 Oh, in Vegas, I would say 10 and a half. You're right. Right on the number. Yeah. So uh, that's why we probably both got him 11 and six. So obviously can't touch that one uh, with any croutons. All right, let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, outside games are at Tampa Bay versus Buffalo and at Cincinnati. Uh, three pretty challenging games. Um, but I think they're going to have a very strong season. I don't see them getting worse uh, necessarily just because they lost Tyreek Hill. I think it's going to change their offense, obviously, a little bit. But um, I think they're going to go 13-4. and four. You're uh, betting a little heavier on them than I would be at this point. Uh, they have the fifth toughest schedule in the league this year, uh, com- like we said, competing against the NFC West. Um, it's going to slow down the Chiefs just a little bit, but I, I see a 10-7 and seven season and probably still getting in the playoffs. All right, so you, I'm going to assume that you don't have the Raiders with a better schedule, so you're suggesting the Chargers might win the, the AFC West. That is correct. All right. Uh, so the over-under here, once again, is going to sound kind of familiar. The The Vegas odds are 10.5 for the Chiefs. Yeah, that's um, – I, I guess I got pretty close. Yeah, and, and Vegas – I don't think Vegas knows what's going to happen in this division. So I, I, I'm going to guess that, that they're just like – this seems like a hedge, right? Like 10.5, 10.5, 10.5. Yes. All right. Um, the Raiders of Las Vegas, uh, they play on their outside games, New Orleans. This is at New Orleans. That does make a difference because that stadium can get crazy. Um, and then versus New England and at Pittsburgh. All those teams a little bit uh, hard to predict, I think, this year. New Orleans, new, new head coach. Um, Pittsburgh, new quarterback. And New England, you know, they're basically the same, but they haven't really improved in their skill positions. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen with any of those teams for sure this year, but I have the, the Raiders uh, going nine and eight. Nine and eight. That's a, that's a winning season for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they have only had two winning seasons in the past eight years, uh, being stuck in a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Not going to be great for them. Uh, I feel like Derek Carr is really a solid quarterback. He just is with an extremely broken team of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, There's lots of playmakers, but they're going to have a subpar record of seven and 10. Yeah. I think that Devontae Adams, if he's, if he's healthy and we got to assume that because there's, there's no indication otherwise, um, you know, maybe not right away, but I think he can win some games for them because they, you know, who's the last wide receiver that, that was on this team that was of Devontae Adams' caliber? Uh, Going to have to go back a few years, but I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I can't think of one. There there were some uh, players that ended their careers in Oakland when they were back in Oakland. Um, I think that – did Randy Moss play for them for a season? Something like that. But yes. there was, there was – a a couple of players like that, but not in his prime. And Devontae Adams is still in his prime, so I, I think that could make a big difference. Um, all right, let's talk fantasy, and then we'll move on uh, to the other division today. Uh, fantasy implications for the Broncos. 
so there's a big issue with uh, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, Javante Williams, definitely the future at running back there. Melvin Gordon, though, taking a lot of carries away from him. I think it's difficult to see either one of those being a great pick, but you might be able to get a good value out of one of them. Corlin Sutton, apparently looking great uh, chemistry-wise with Russell Wilson in camp and, and practice and stuff. So uh, he might be a steal if nobody in your league has uh, seen the news on that. Although that could always be just a bunch of smoke. Of course, Russell Wilson will probably be drafted in most leagues. Um, and then Jerry Judy, I don't know if his legal troubles are going to Again, this is one of those situations where he could get uh, suspended or maybe just fined. I don't think that's been decided yet by the NFL. you have any thoughts on the a Broncos' uh, fantasy implications? No, I think you uh, covered it there. Um, Russell Wilson is going to put up – you know, not QB one numbers at this point, but if, you know, you could probably get him in the sixth or seventh or eighth round of fantasy this year, which I think would be solid value for him at that position. Um, you, you know, you don't want to overdraft a quarterback unless you're, it's a quarterback driven fantasy league like which one I play in. Um, so just be, be aware of that. And, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of stats coming out of KC again this year with uh, Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball all around the field. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I did want to say that Tim Patrick, I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, but Tim Patrick did go down. He's out for the season. So, you know, they have Jerry Judy, they have Cortland Sutton, um, and I think those running backs are probably going to be good. But fantasy-wise, difficult to predict what this team's going to look like. Uh, let's move to the Chargers. Fantasy implications. Austin Eckler is going to get drafted high, especially in, um, in point per reception. Sorry, point per reception leagues. Uh, Keenan Allen always uh, probably a second or third round pick, but now we have Mike Williams emerging as a threat in LA. So that's a guy that could get drafted, you know, in the third round as well. And then of course Justin Herbert probably a QB one in most leagues. Do you have any thoughts on the Chargers? Yeah, you know, they're they're going to be a team full of uh, stats for fantasy football as well. Uh, going to chuck the ball all over the field. Lots, of, Like you said, lots of receptions, lots of yards out in um, Los Angeles inside that uh, beautiful new stadium they got there that they're renting from the Charger or from the Rams. Yeah. Um, I, I do like, um, you know, again, get just if, you know, Justin Herbert may be one of those quarterbacks you might want to overdraft if he's, in a point uh, per reception or point per completion type scenario, because he's going to get a lot of them and, you know, everybody on that team is going to score well. Yeah. It's going to be one of the highest scoring teams in the league for sure. All right, let's move on. Speaking of highest scoring teams, the chiefs, um, obviously Patrick Mahomes going to get overdrafted a bit. Um, I got him in one draft because I am in two leagues this year. I got him in one draft, um, but I didn't have to reach for him, so that's why I felt like I could take him. Um, obviously, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is now on the Chiefs, and then, of course, Travis Kelsey. Is there anybody I'm missing uh, for the Chiefs? <clears throat> uh, yeah, the guy that nobody's heard of that you'll have to pick up in week two that um, is sitting in their um, depth chart somewhere. You know, yeah, so 
the rookie attention. Sky Moore uh, possibility, the the second round pick um, possibility. Sky Moore <laughs> will be a big fantasy impact player. Um, all right, then let's move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, obviously, Devonte Adams probably going to go second or third round, I would think. Um, Josh Jacobs. People are kind of down on him, but if he's the starter and maybe getting, you know, some third down work, he could be valuable asset. And then, of course, Darren Waller. We've talked about this before, but in fantasy, you've got to get one of those top four or five tight ends or you're just kind of uh, out of luck. So Darren Waller is one of those guys that's going to go pretty early or should go pretty early. Any thoughts on the Raiders? No, I I kind of agree with you there. Uh, It's... uh, you know, like you said, the tight end with Darren Waller, he's going to be going to put up some solid production. And, you know, if he's still there in round five or six, you may want to grab him up before somebody else does. Yeah, you got to get one of Waller, Kelsey, Pitts, those guys. You got to get those guys. All right. Uh, anything else before we take a quick break? No, I think we are ready to move on. All right. We will take a break. We're going to talk NFC West and do NFL Wordle right after this. So the NFC West, uh, they play the NFC South and the AFC West this year. Um, so NFC South, uh, pretty Good division, I guess. Uh, the Falcons are not going to be great. We'll see about the Panthers. I think they could surprise people. Um, Bucks should be good. Saints, new coach, but I think they're going to be a solid team. Good defense. So, and then the the AFC West, of course, is going to be a challenging division this year. So, um, tough one. I think that's a tough pull for the NFC West. But the Seahawks of Seattle, they are uh, uh, not starting Russell Wilson this year. Um, and I think they're going to have a rough season. I think that, so let me just say this, their outside games are at Detroit versus the New York Giants and versus the New York Jets. So not, not the toughest, uh, opponents outside of those divisions, but I think they're still going to struggle and go three and 14. Yeah. You know, you may have named two or two of their wins this season in the Jets and the Giants. Yeah. Um, they are definitely went from, um, contender to pretender to rebuilding and you know i don't know if pete carroll's on the hot seat or if he's just gonna move on at the end of this season but i think they're gonna have to move on from pete carroll at this point um you know they probably gave him an uh, honorable job to stay this season yeah um you know the legion of boom is gone and they're a tough division tough schedule i see four and twelve all right, so we're pretty close on that. Vegas says over under on Seattle is five and a half. Yeah, I correct. I'm correction four and thirteen, not four and twelve. Yeah, so they're kind of right there with where where we are on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. It's like Seattle. You know, who knows? They could surprise, but uh, there's no indication that they're going to surprise. Uh, you know, but maybe Drew Locke's a new man now that he's in Seattle. Um, all right, let's talk about the Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals, their outside games are versus Philadelphia at Minnesota and then versus the New England Patriots. Um, so can you name a wide receiver that's going to start week one for the Cardinals? No. 
Because I had a hard time. I was thinking, you know what? I know DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. Um, and some, and I know that they had some other players leave. Uh, Christian Kirk, I think, is is on the Jaguars now. So, But I then I remembered Marquise Brown uh, went to the Cardinals. So he's going to be presumably the number one receiver there in Arizona uh, starting week one. So um, we'll see how that works out. I don't like the Cardinals this year. I think they're going to go five and 12. You know, I, I don't know what I was thinking now that I see you say five and 12, um, but I look down and I, I see him going eight, and nine, which doesn't really make sense to me at this point. Um, Kyler Murray signed that big contract and evidently he's got to study or not got to study. Hard to say. Um, do you think he even knows who Marquise Brown is? <laughs> Hollywood Brown from Hollywood, Florida. You don't think he knows who Hollywood Brown is? Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, but I think <laughs> uh, I think they're going to get the eight wins because they're you know they're playing the bottom half of the divisions in most cases the way the scheduling works. Yeah, and I think they're going to be able to get just enough wins. They play a couple teams at home, so they're going to get the benefit of teams traveling dang near to the west coast um so i think that's going to get them to eight nine i'm glad you mentioned that because i was going to talk about this with their schedule so they open with kansas city in arizona then they go at las vegas then they go back home for the rams then they go at carolina and they go back to arizona to play the the philadelphia eagles then they're at seattle and then they go back to arizona for new orleans then they're at minnesota then they're back in Arizona for Seattle. Then they're at the LA Rams. Then they got your Niners, and they got a a a late bye. They got the Week 13 bye, so it could be a very rough season for them. But um, but Vegas agrees with you. Vegas uh, has the over under at eight and a half. Wow, I did it again. <laughs> Good work. All right, we got to talk about uh, your San Francisco 49ers. Um, before we talk about the reigning Super Bowl champion, uh, L.A. Rams. So the outside games for the 49ers are at Chicago versus Miami and and versus Washington. I feel like they got kind of lucky there with considering how well they did last year. The schedule seems a little light. Um, I have them going 12 and 5. And what do you think? You know, I'm um, before I get to what I predicted, it's, you know, last year I went on to great lengths about drafting Trey Lance and him not playing one game last year. And they gave up a lot of draft picks to move up to the third place and still made the NFC championship game basically without him mm-hmm. and didn't really need him to win the NFC game. Uh, just imagine the butterfly effect and, all of last year had none of those events taken place. Uh, just crazy to think about either way. Um, this is going to be a solid team. They're going to be coached up. I think of Trey Lance is just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo was last season. They're going to be 12 and five as well. Did Trey Lance, didn't he start a game against the bears and win? Yeah, but I mean, that's, you know, Jimmy was hurt. Yeah. He's back up. It was the bears. I mean, so yeah. You know, not of a lot of exposure, but at the same time, there are people predicting that he is he is ready to go and he is going to be the real deal. Now, Raheem Mostert and Marquise Goodwin are gone. Is there anybody else that 
is gone that it might affect uh, how the 49ers play this year? No, because I think that offensive line works is their, their rushing attack is great. I yeah. think with um, uh, uh, George Kittle and um, their fullback, they uh, his name's slipping. Kyle Uschek. Kyle Uschek. Thank you, Uschek. You know when the, when those two are on the field together, their running game is almost unstoppable. And you know Shanahan's plug and play offense, as I like to call it, he's um, he's going to have those guys ready to play. And there was some talk in the offseason about Debo Samuel not being happy about the way he was used, being exposed to a lot of hits and basically being a running back for, you know, most of the season. you have any thoughts on, on that? I mean, in reality, isn't that really just jargon for, hey, I'm going to want to get paid more when we negotiate contracts? And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's all noise. It, you know, it's unfortunate for – players that you know their careers are only six or seven years now because of the way they're used but as long as they start to understand that and get that money up front let them if that's the side of the business they want to take that to that's their choice and you know i support anyone getting as much money as they can whenever they can they so i have them uh opening going six and one over the first seven games they're at chicago versus seattle at denver they have the rams at home in san francisco they're at Carolina, they're at Atlanta, and then they have to play Kansas City in week seven. Um, I think they could possibly win five or six of those games. I got them going six and one over that span. Yeah, you know, that's um, that's kind of where I'm on par with. And I think we both, like we said, we both picked them 12 and five. So I think we're looking for have similar success this season. What do you think uh, Las Vegas has them at? I would say 10 and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half disrespect oh, well they're super bowl champions so maybe <laughs> so nine and a half that's I, I was very surprised when i saw that all right i thought ten and a half like you would i thought that would be the number all right we ready to talk about the reigning super bowl champion los angeles rams absolutely all right they open an outside game against Buffalo. That is that Thursday night opening of the NFL season game. So it is Buffalo at Los Angeles Rams. And then they play Dallas and they play at Green Bay for their other two outside games. I think they're going to have another strong season. I don't. I think they only got better. Um, Cam Akers is going to be back. They got Allen Robinson uh, who can replace Odell Beckham. He might even be better than Odell Beckham. Um, so I see them going 14 and three. Wow. That's, um, that's a strong season for reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, Calvin Johnson and Cooper cup have the two highest receiving yards per season as a receiver. Matt Stafford was a quarterback for both 10 years apart. Um, like you said, this team only got better. They have the toughest schedule this entire NFL season. As they, I see them, as they should, I see them having a very good year going 13 and four and still reigning over top of the NFC. All right. Vegas disagrees with both of us. Vegas has them at 10 and a half. Wow. That's, um, you know, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Because I don't see, yeah, I don't see it other than just being a tough schedule. I mean, that could be literally all it is that Vegas sees this tough schedule. <clears throat> um, but you know, they got better. Like, if Cam Akers is healthy, Allen Robinson will be good. 
and Cooper Cup's there. I mean, this offensive line is the same basically. Um, so I don't see a I don't see a big uh, shift for them. But I guess Vegas is scared of their schedule. They do have you know at Green Bay. They do have at San Francisco, of course. Uh, the Buffalo game, first game of the season, could could kind of make a big difference in how they end up uh, at the end. But you know they got two games against Seattle and two games against Arizona, just like everybody else in their division. So, all right, let's, uh, let's talk fantasy and then we'll get into NFL Wordle. Okay. You ready? <clears throat> all right. Let me just start with the Seahawks. Excuse me. No, problem. I'm fighting, fighting a little bit of a cold. Um, the Seahawks, uh, obviously with, uh, their, their new drew lock quarterback situation, um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett take a little bit of a hit there, but they might actually be a good value because just because it's not Russell Wilson that they can't have pretty good seasons. And then um, Chris Carson retired due to a neck injury. So Rashad Penny looks like he's going to be the starting running back for the Seahawks. And so he, again, their offense probably isn't going to be great, but you know, you never know he could sneak in for nine to 10 touchdowns and um, you know, he's going to have all the, all the yards. So, those are the three that I had. Do you have any thoughts on the Seahawks fantasy? Yeah, uh, I do. I do like the um, the value in all of those players. It's you know not only that when you're get, getting down in the game and you're late, you're going to start passing the ball and yeah, DK Metcalf will be playing. You know, getting yards and all of those extra catches and scores. A lot of um, stats that happen no matter what, and I think there, there's going to be great value in all those players. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but yeah, there's a garbage time will be big for the Seahawks this year. I think um, the Cardinals, I mentioned Marquise Brown. Um, Kyler Murray will obviously be drafted. He he's because of the yards that he gets with his legs and he, you know, does throw the ball around a lot. When Hopkins comes back in week seven, you can see Kyler Murray being a very good uh, fantasy starter. James Connor still there at running back. Um, and then I m- mentioned Hopkins already. You have any thoughts on the Cardinals uh, fantasy value? No, I, I think you uh, covered that pretty well. Where do you think Marquise Brown should go? What round? Marquise Brown, I would probably select him about the sixth round. And what about Hopkins? Do you take him early even though he's going to miss six games? No, because there's so much uh, you, you need to worry about now. Like you've said before, you got to get a tight end early. You gotta, you've got to get a quarterback early. You've got to get a running back. So you can invest a lot in someone that's not playing for seven weeks. Uh, maybe if he's sitting there around the round 12 or 13, you know, then maybe it's a steal at that point when you're trying to fill a bench spot that, you know, no one's on bye weeks or anything like that. But I, I wouldn't, wouldn't look for him early. Right. And not only does he miss six games at the beginning of the season, their bye is week 13. So that's the uh, one of those crucial weeks, one of the last weeks of the fantasy regular season. So Tough to tough to expect much out of Hopkins this year um, from a fantasy perspective. Let's talk about the Niners. We mentioned some of their players. Obviously, George Kittle's one of those tight ends. You probably got to get you know one of those five. Um, Debo Samuel got drafted probably second round, I would say, and Trey Lance is going to be a popular, I would say, later round pick just because it, it, the same Kyler Murray kind of situation. You expect him to get yards with his legs. And that offense is pretty good. So you have any thoughts on the Niners? Did I leave anybody out? You know, I, I bet you anything George Kittle wishes that tight ends would get blocking points 
for yeah. um, fantasy purposes because he would be the number one overall drafted tight end at his position every season until he slows down his his dedication to his team is greater than his fantasy stats, but he's still going to put up a lot of stats. And Debo is going to be all over the field no matter what he does. And I think together, either one of those players, if you can get one of them on your team, it's a solid addition. Yeah, and uh, who do you expect to see at running back? Because I, I don't, I know that it's gonna, it's always a little bit of plug and play. But who do you expect to to, to be the starter at running back? You know, I, I don't think they. Re- I've said it before; they don't really have a starting running back. I think they're going to get a little bit out of everybody. You're never going to know who's who's running the ball, and you know they bring in different formations all the time, and you know move around, use check, and um and Kittle around that field to run, make that running game tick. So it's really unpredictable who are, who they're going to use. Yeah. So if you're going to take a 49ers running back, it's going to be late and not early. I don't think. Um, yeah. All right. If you're looking for solid, solid uh, out of your running back, don't go with San Francisco. <clears throat> all right. And then the Rams, um, obviously Cooper cup, he's going to be a top four or five pick in most leagues this year. Um, you know, for good reason, especially PPR leagues, he might go as early as three. Um, and then Cam Akers is back. He's if he's healthy, I think this this guy should be a second round pick in this offense. Stafford, obviously, uh, a you know starter, I would think in most ten team leagues. And Allen Robinson is now there. He might even have some value the way that Odell Beckham did last year, even though. You know, Cooper Cup's getting most of the attention. Um, I think there's room for two uh, starters on this team, fantasy starters. you have any thoughts on the Los Angeles Rams? No, you, you covered that pretty well. They're going to score a lot of points this year, and they're going to be one of the top teams in the NFL. So there's going to be, you know, just don't overdraft anybody. But at the same time, uh, Cup is going to be – should have a great season, and same with Matt Stafford. Now, we've talked about this before, but the wide receivers lately seem like um, less risky picks. It used to be that you wouldn't really see any wide receivers go until the very end of the first round. Now, we're you know talking about Cup going that early. Justin Jefferson could go very early. Um, and then, you know, Devontae Adams might not go early because he's switching teams, but, you know, he's gone early in, in the last couple years. Um what do you think about taking wide receivers very, very early? Uh, I I like the concept. I always kind of have. Um, I've been on the fence about that. Uh, now that the passing is becoming even more prevalent than it was even five years ago, and point-per-reception leagues are pretty popular. Yeah. If you're in a point-per-reception league, you know, drafting a, a wide receiver in the top five is really not that far out of the question if you use projected stats and points in those categories, if you want to use a regular format where somebody's preaching to you, you know, it's, you're not going to get the same result. Yeah. People um, who are quote unquote old school uh, fantasy football players do not like point per reception leagues. They like the um, tradition uh, that, and it's all then touchdown based. Um, But yeah, most, most leagues are point per reception. It's just more fun. Let's be honest. Um, all right, so it's time to pick one of our favorites, uh, the win totals. Who do we like the most in each of these divisions, AFC West, NFC West? I'll go first. 
I like the Rams going over ten and a half. That's my favorite in the NFC West. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think we're both uh, in a, you know, we were both kind of shocked to hear ten and ten and a half wins for the Rams. Um, I think they're going to beat that easily. All right, and then for the AFC West, I know you were you were uh, liking one of these teams, but um, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs at over ten and a half. Both of these seem like uh, straight up chalk picks, but um, I think the Chiefs can beat that ten and a half number. Yeah, and you know that Denver number just jumped off the page at me, so I um I, I would almost bet every crouton in my bank if on Denver under ten and a half wins. All right, so you think Denver under 10 and a half. All right. Uh, what overall – so I'm just going to run down a few, the ones that I liked, um, see what you think overall. Like I liked the over for the Eagles. I know you weren't a big fan of that one. They were they are nine and a half. Um, the Lions, we talked about that. We both liked the over on the six and a half. Um. And the Ravens, I like the over nine and a half. Is it the Lions that we like the most, or is it the Rams that we like the most? What What do you think? Um, I I do like the Lions because I think they're going to have a double widget, a double win digit season. Yeah, and I I think they're um, I, I think they have a chance to even possibly make the playoffs. So over Lions, uh, do you like that better than under Broncos? No, I don't. I okay. do prefer, but if we were going AFC, NFC, um, yeah. I would definitely uh, pick the Lions and, and the Denver Broncos for those two respective bets. All right. Anything else before we move on to NFL Wordle? No, I think that is it um, for that. Yeah, so next week, before we uh, get into NFL Wordle, next week we have to pick our playoff teams, pick our Super Bowl winners. MVP, Rookie of the Year, stuff like that. Um, and then we have to preview that Thursday night game, the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. And then we'll probably do another show before the you know full Sunday games, I would think. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, that does sound right. And coming up this weekend, the um, I want everyone to look out on the Facebook page, anything NFL powered by the Sipped Football Podcast. Uh, I am going to be doing the top or my um, top five bold predictions for the NFL season. Um, I'm going to be putting that article out either today or tomorrow. So keep, keep tuned for that. Uh, again, a little bit of unique content that you will not hear on the podcast itself. And the mayor's power rankings are up there. Uh, I posted, uh, shared a few memes and articles there. So we got some content there. If you're interested in that, check that out, please. Um, all right, let's get into NFL Wordle if you're ready. Yeah, I am ready. And um, just so you know, I have uh, given you a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct for last week for cheating uh, by writing names down and phrases down in advance in anticipation of trying to beat the NFL Wordle system. Okay. So I have thrown a curveball to you this week, and my word is seven letters long. And I am going to make you suffer for cheating. <laughs> now, when was it ever established that you that I couldn't write the words down before? Well, you know, you built you definitely pulled Bill Belichick and skirted <laughs> so close to the rules without breaking them. But 
In, in right. some circles, they would say you broke the rules. Well, I feel like I should be fined, but not, but not penalized. I don't know. Well, well, you're you're fined by having to find a word that's one letter longer. All right. Um. So it's seven letters instead of five. Yes. All right. I'm gonna and I'm gonna start with the word Manning. M A N N I N G. Okay, so looking at the word Manning, the I is correct, but in the wrong spot. No ends. Okay. So I'm going to cross off the N, cross off the G, cross off the and the M. All right. So... We have seven letter word. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you don't cheat prior to the beginning of an NFL world. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Off. Say that one more time. I'm going to go with offside. Offside is incorrect. However, you do have the I correct. You do have the Two F's correct, and the O is correct. So these letters are they in the correct spaces or or not? None of those are in the correct spaces. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, my my mistake. All right, so we can get rid of E and S. And D. So there are two Fs and an O and an I. Correct. All right. Um, how about kickoff? That is correct. All so right. you have nailed it on the third guess once again, and somehow I feel that you cheated. <laughs> now, how in the world could I cheat? I am not really sure. <laughs> We're going to have to set out an investigation and find out for sure. All right. Well, I, I'm, you know, I have nothing. 
I have nothing to hide. So you right. Know, Ro- and speaking of kickoff, it is twelve days away. Yeah, we are. We're getting so close. Um, I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take Friday off uh, after that Thursday night game. I just want to stay up all night uh, that night. So I don't really feel like going to work the next day. Uh, nobody will. No. All right. Uh, do we have anything else? We already talked about what we're gonna do next week. Do we want to mention anything else before we go? No, I don't think. Uh, I think we're um, all wrapped up for the show. Um, I don't know if NFL world has run its course, but it sure feels like it has. <laughs> well, see, I don't know why you feel like this is a defeat. It's a, it's a victory. We've uh, worked together and uh, won at Wordle together. On uh, a completely unchallenged and <laughs> unprecedented game. Uh, well, what if, what if, what about, what if we both do it next week? We, um, we, we may have to switch it up. I may have another surprise or two, but. I may have a world prepared as well. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Uh, For the mayor, for myself, Sifters, thank you for listening. We will be back with you next week. We'll preview all of our season-long predictions and other stuff. Uh, So for now, it is goodbye. All right, there you have it. If you do one thing this week, check out uh, anything NFL powered by Sift Podcast on Facebook. We'll have some content there. The mayor is going to post more content, and I'll be sharing some articles and stuff too. So check that out, and we will talk to you very soon.